0: Pain. Google technology expert, Molly Vandenberg, joins me to speak about the recent announcements at Google I.O. 2021. Thanks for joining me, Molly. Thank you so much for having me, Mason. Okay, so Google's having this thing, Google I.O. 2021. What is this?
1: That is Tourette. At Google, we're constantly innovating across all of our products to make them even more helpful to people. And so I.O. is really our showcase of that. We have a lot of different announcements across the products that people use every day, and it's also a developer conference as well. So there are sessions for developers to learn more about app building and hear from experts. One thing that of course is different about it this year is that it's a virtual event for the first time ever, which though we're sad we can't welcome everyone to campus, it is nice because it gives everyone around the world an opportunity to join for free, so that's been exciting to see.
0: Okay, for most people, I know they're excited for new phones. Did we see One here today. We did not see a new phone at IO this year, but
1: definitely stay tuned because we continue to be really excited about hardware. Although for people that are interested in gadgets, one thing that I would say is that we're really excited that Fitbit is now a part of the Doodle family. So they actually have a new fitness tracker that's available for pre-order now. It's really wonderful. It's called the Fitbit Lux and what I really love about it is that it is a fashion-forward fitness tracker. So if you have someone in your life who doesn't want to wear one because they don't want it to mess with their outfit, this one is really sleek and blends in well with other jewelry. And it's also wonderful because not only is it going to help encourage you to move more, but so much of what Fitbit does so well is having tools and different points of data for managing your holistic well-being, whether that's how you're sleeping or managing your stress levels. So with fitness being top of mind for a lot of people as we hopefully get back to it and get back outside,
0: that's a good one to keep an eye on. Now, one of the things I noticed that really popped out for me was the privacy and security when it comes to passwords. I know personally, like whenever I use Chrome, it'll ask, hey, do you want me to save the password? And the first thing I think of is no, I can't keep it anywhere but in my brain. So... (laughs) Is it safer now? Like in the future, will it be pretty safe to just let Google hold on to your passwords like this? Using a password
1: manager is one of the number one things that we recommend when it comes to online security. It's an easy thing that anyone can do. And the reason why it's so good is because then you can have one really strong password that you remember in your brain. But then everything else where you save the passwords, it can actually suggest unique and super strong passwords for you on those sites. And the reason why I really like that is a lot of people get into the habit of using the same password or very similar passwords for everything, which is kind of like using the same key for your house and your car and your office. And so if someone has that key, it means not great things for you. And so why this password manager is excellent is because you can remember one password, but then when you're on Chrome, it'll be able to remember all of the other ones that you set and set really strong ones for you. And then the other great thing that we announced is coming that I think is fantastic is This password manager for a while has checked to see if any of your passwords are compromised or in data breaches, so it can let you know to change them. And with certain sites and apps, now to change them, all you'll need to do is click on a button with the Google Assistant logo on it, and it'll change it for you. You don't have to go through that cumbersome process of going to the website and typing in your email and checking your email. So that's something that we're really looking forward to.
0: Wow. All in one shop. That sounds really cool. It's really
1: great. Like you mentioned, passwords are kind of a problem point for a lot of people. They're difficult to remember. And there are so many of them. And if you're doing what you're supposed to do and having a different password for everything, it's really hard to keep track of. So it's helpful to have a tool like this.
0: Okay. Now another really cool thing you guys announced was AR. Like you can see athletes. Like who came up with this?
1: This is, so fun and something that I really love for just before the Olympics. A lot of us are looking forward to that. And we've seen a lot of success in this area where we launched AR Animals. So it was an educational thing to help teach kids about what certain animals look like, how big they are. And now we're doing it for athletes. So when you search on your phone for an athlete like Simone Biles, you can actually see her in your space and have her do the famous triple-double across your couch or whatever it is in AR. I think it's such an interesting way to think about searches. And if you're searching for a person, yeah, you might want to read about them, but you also might want to see something more visual. And This goes beyond just an image and it's something really interactive and fun.
0: Okay. Now this kind of goes in a line with AR is the 3D project, Project Starline. Tell me about this one.
1: Project Starline is really exciting. It's very early stage and experimental, but it's really what we've been working on to think about how video chat could evolve to be more realistic. And so what it is, is effectively this booth where you go in and on the other side of what would usually be a screen, as opposed to seeing a really flat image, you see more of a 3D kind of picture of whoever you're talking to. The goal there is it for it to be more like that person's actually in the room. And I think that we all, especially after the year and a half that we've had, would definitely crave something like that. So I'm excited to see where that one goes.
0: Yeah, I was watching that one specifically because it's really innovative how you guys decided to use light. So this is the part where I got a little confused at. Now it's light from your room? that's plastering onto the image in front of it, and that's what makes it 3D? Like, is that how it works? Yeah, it's like that. And so it definitely is
1: experimental and in these certain settings that are very specialized. But I always love to see when we're working on projects like this, because you never know how this is going to take shape several years from now. It could be really interesting and I think you're right to say that it's fascinating the minds that are thinking about how we would solve this particular problem and what you could do with the way like that. It's a really fascinating project.
0: Now, here's another one that my doctor, and I'm sure many doctors out there are not going to like, is Dermacist. My doctor personally has told me to stop going to WebMD because I keep diagnosing myself. So I'm not sure if this is going to help or if this is going to make her feel like I need to stop doing all my own, you know, physicals. Uh, tell me a little bit about Dermacist. You raise a really good question. And
1: we know that people come to Google all the time with queries about their health, and specifically with skin conditions. Their- are really common and therefore a very common query that we see on Google. What we wanted to do is build a tool that will empower people to find more authoritative information. That way they can have an informed discussion with their physician as opposed to, like you said, diagnosing themselves. It's definitely designed to be a way that you would get more information so that way you can ask the right questions or find a place to start. And what's great about it is that it's not fully ready for consumers yet, but when it would be, it would be really easy to use. All you need to do is snap like three photos of the skin condition you're concerned about or wondering about. And from there, using artificial intelligence to be able to reference what it looks like with a database of hundreds of conditions and say, here are some things that you might want to learn more about or it could be. And from there, we connect you with dermatologist-reviewed information, which once again empowers you to be able to ask the right questions and figure out a little bit more.
0: Absolutely. Just to be more informed and really know what's happening to your body. I mean, this is some interesting stuff. You got the Google wearables, then you got the dermisist. You're going to be really going into your doctor's appointments to be able to say, hey, this is this is what I think it is. Could you help me out? This is going to be so cool.
1: I agree. And I think that it's really empowering for the individual as well, because you have more information about your overall health. And I know for me growing up, I was always kind of nervous of like, oh, like I don't want to sound like uninformed when I'm asking this question. And I'm nervous about this, but I don't really know what it is. And by having more information, you can kind of go deeper and take better care of yourself. And I think that that's the overall goal of giving people more information and tools.
0: Well, those were the things that I thought were standing out to me personally that were kind of interesting. Was there anything that stood out for you, Molly? I think a
1: couple of updates that we've made to some of our tools that people use every day, including our workspace programs like Docs, Sheets, Slides, Meet. What we announced is Smart Canvas, which is the next evolution of collaboration in those tools. And what that really looks like is being able to have better integrations, uh, integrations across them. So it's really frictionless to work with other people. And I think that's going to be critical as businesses think about what the future of work looks like. So there are going to be pre-made templates for things like brainstorming, or you'll be able to create a checklist and assign people different tasks. So that kind of thing, I think, will be really useful, especially down the line. And then we also made some updates to maps that are powered by AI as well. And one of them is safer routing. So we're looking to reduce the amount of hard-breaking incidents that you might find along your route. We know that those increase the odds of an accident, and it usually means that there might be a confusing sign or a complicated intersection. And so by identifying where those are, we can route you around them automatically so you can have a safer
0: and smoother trip. Well, Molly, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. And for those listening, where can they find more information about this? You can find out more information about the
1: conference at g.co/io, and our blog, blog.google, is an excellent resource for all of these different announcements. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening.